podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69. From any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Hello and welcome to this preview of the full supporter exclusive week 40. If you are a supporter, head over to your unique podcast feed and you can see the full week 40 over there. For now, let's get into this preview then. We've got plenty to discuss this week actually because we've had EA play and we also have Summer Heat starting as well as Japes and I trying the False Nine in Weekend League. So that's going to be discussed too. We'll start though with introducing our guests as we always do. And first, I'm delighted as always to invite back, well not always actually, but very frequently to invite back Japes. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. It was interesting that you said there was plenty to discuss from EA Play. I am not sure that I would totally agree with that. Oh, I was talking about generally <laughs> rather than EA Play. Uh, yes, but yeah, glad, to be, glad to be back on the pod as always. And we also have, after a fantastic appearance a few weeks ago, after a while in the Foot Weekly Wilderness, I guess, uh, Sean, welcome back, Elite. Yeah, what's going on? It's good to be back. I'm ready. Great. Right. And uh, you're finishing up, I guess, a f- your final year at college university right yeah uh, uh, i got a uh, another six months just one more semester um i tried to time it correctly to where i could play another semester of soccer football mm-hmm. as you would call it and uh i don't know hopefully coronavirus lets up so i get to play this semester yeah, that'd be great where, where do you play i think you mentioned this last time but we'll, we'll remind listeners uh yeah i'm a center back and right back i guess sort of like a I almost said Phil Jones, but I don't think anyone wants to think of it. Sergio Ramos. So, ah, Sergio Ramos is a good one, yeah. Does he play right back now at all? I don't know. Not much anymore, no. Mm. Not as versatile as elite, that's all, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and uh, let's get into what we're going to discuss first then, which is EA Play. Now, there wasn't really a huge amount to talk about here at all. We learned that there is going to be a game called FIFA 21. But let me just run down what we do know. So the news mainly is that there's going to be more news in August. We're going to find out about gameplay, foot, career mode, Volta and clubs then. But we did get some info, and I'm sure, Japes, you'll want to come on on this, but Frostbite is going to be the game engine for next year's game, and also the the additions in terms of Champions, Ultimate, etc. It's basically going to be the same stuff as last year. The game's release, and this is, I guess, slightly significant, is going to be delayed slightly. We've had it come out late September for a long, long time now, but it looks like EA Early Access is going to come on the 1st of October, and then Full Access will come on the 6th with the Champions and Ultimate Editions. And that's about, I don't know, 12 days later than last year, so it's not massive, really. Before I talk about next gen, anything there that stood out to you, Japes? I don't know if every year we like hope that we're going to see something more related to FIFA and like they just release some sort of like gameplay cinematic. I just thought it was interesting this year they blended Madden and FIFA together. Maybe they've done that in past years. I can't remember, but I it felt it felt like a little bit odd to me. And I was sort of like, oh, what's happening right now? Um, and the biggest disappointment for me is like we got frostbite again. 
you know, I've said it a couple times on the pod. I'm, I think it's it's time for a new engine uh, or an updated engine. And I think they the simpler route for them as they were developing the game on a both the current generation as well as the next generation was to just say, you know what, transition year, we'll stick to what we know versus bringing in something entirely new. So unfortunately for us, buy it again for one more year. But I would imagine that means that we'd definitely be getting a new engine the following cycle. Yeah, exactly. I think it is a disappointment because I know a lot of people wanted to move on from this engine. I do, I do think that maybe the engine thing is slightly overblown when you consider the difference, say, between FIFA 17 and FIFA 19, for example, and we discussed this last week. But from what people have said who know much more about this than me, is that there is not such a big jump in terms of the technology compared to 360 to Xbox One. The powers obviously increase massively, but in terms of the sort of nitty gritty of making things for those consoles, it's not as big a jump. So I guess they just think we'll stick to what we know for the first year, which does feel a shame, but you know, we'll wait and see what happens. And in terms of other stuff to note on next gen, there is going to be EA's dual entitlement system that they've worked out for next gen, which basically means if you buy FIFA 21 for Xbox One or PlayStation 4, you will be able to get it on the next-gen consoles uh, for free, and also your foot will transfer over to that console as well, and I'd imagine you'll be able to transfer FIFA points and all that kind of stuff. So basically, it'll be a case of buying the console, and you'll be able to get started straight away without paying anything additionally. So that's pretty good, pretty smooth. Uh, in terms of what else is coming, I mean, inevitable big you know, audio-visual improvements and atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. They're saying really, really fast game load speed and animation responsiveness improvements, which of course they always say, but hopefully with next gen, we will get some better responsiveness and animations uh, because I guess after all, you know, a lot of people complain about connection, but that could be a key factor too. So as I said, not a huge amount to share, maybe the most significant thing being the delay. And I think that's probably inevitable, of course, at this point. And it's really not that long at sort of 12 days or something. Well, I, I just I mean, there's the delay with everything that's going on with coronavirus and everything is perfectly understandable, right? Like there's no there's no reason for anybody to be up in arms about that. If anything, it just means that they start getting to the more interesting promos or perhaps we start getting special cards sooner into the game cycle which could be in theory interesting so i don't know i i will we'll wait and see there's a lot of information that's going to get released over the course of the summer so i think we all sort of like sit tight and see how it plays out yeah exactly and it's a good opportunity to say we will cover everything on the foot weekly podcast those who listened last year will know that anything comes out around fifa 21 you will hear it here and we'll have plenty of insights around how to start next year's Ultimate Team, which I know is something that people are always interested to hear about. But for now, there is something that people are actually very interested in, and it's come as somewhat of a surprise. Summer Heat initially looking completely fresh, then people realised it was maybe a rebadged footies, but now it actually seems like it's developing into something relatively unique and actually very good, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Fuddies was, you know, direct votes from the community to get the cards that were just OP all year. And yeah, it's kind of what we've got this year a little bit uh, with a twist. You've got the, you know, Jovich would have never made the vote last year and Mm. he won the vote this year. So I think that's one of the huge differences and also one of the things that people are 
displeased about. I think everybody in the hardcore community, everybody listening to this podcast, everybody on you know FIFA Twitter wanted Kent, uh, but the casuals see the highest rated card. They see Real Madrid, uh, and they they pick Jovic. A lot of people thought the vote was rigged. I don't think it was. I think people just see the highest rated card. Uh, if they're casual, they, they pick it because it's the highest rated card for them to use in their club. So they t- they took Jovic. Um, and that's why he ended up winning, which is one of the reasons that people were displeased with some of the cards that were picked last year. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why they don't change the format a little bit with how they choose uh, the cards. But it is what it is, and yeah, with that being one of the aspects of Summer Heat, uh, do you think maybe we don't see fuddies uh, because of that? We're getting these votes, we're getting pretty much 90% of what fuddies was last year. Is this the replacement for it? Mm. Johnny, I thought it was funny that you mentioned uh, that everybody like on this podcast, or all the casuals are the ones that voted for Jovic. I am definitely one of the people that voted for Jovic. There is, yeah, me too. <laughs> there is like no world in which I would be voting for a, a Ryan Kent card. I think it's a, for me, it was like a combination of not wanting to feed the meta more than it's already getting fed with because if Kent if Kent comes out you play against Kent every single game that you possibly play FIFA in on weekend league and I think that's just like dull and boring and repetitive and for me Jovic you can fit into squads really really easily with all the different Real Madrid content he gives you another five-star weak foot striker option that's just kind of fun and different um I just thought they mispriced his SBC for the way that Perisic um, was priced when he came out, specifically for like a voting card. I thought it was interesting that they said, here's a Perisic card. It's not very expensive. You didn't vote for this one. And then, oh, by the way, the one you vote for, we're going to like jack up the price by another 100, 150K because you guys have been anticipating who might win this and how it might be voted for. So it'll be interesting to see how this pricing for Summer Heat continues because the market is going to get bled dry of... Or at least to me, I think it's going to get blood dry of the high-rated cards that are necessary to complete a lot of the SBCs on a consistent basis. And I think you're going to start to see people get really, really bitter with the prices of these SBCs going up and up and up um, because there aren't going to be people that are wanting to buy FIFA packs this late into the cycle. Yeah, that is true, actually. One thing to note, in past years, they did resupply those cards though back onto the market, the Team of the Season ones, and that will increase the supply of you know 90-plus rated cards massively, as we saw, over Team of the Season, and should make a difference, because some of these SBCs are just far too inflated. Like You look at Lucas Moura, he basically has doubled in price his SBC, which is just wild. And the other thing they'll do is presumably a repeatable Team of the Season SBC, which they did last year might take a bit to arrive but that does allow you to kind of craft team of the season players which are tend to be high rated and also are being required as fodder despite the fact that they're not being supplied so i'm sure they will be uh, in one of these batches but yeah japes so what are your thoughts on this i mean i guess this is going well as a promotion i mean people are enjoying it and they've got the content right what, what do you think they could do to continue things beyond this you know, you know what i'm thinking there should be a team of the summer squad, like a 
squad of players that perform best since the restart with ratings juiced to the level mm-hmm. of team of the season. So some of the players, in theory, you'd see like a re-release maybe of some of their cards, but perhaps you'd see like another group of players that got in that have like outrageous team of the season style ratings, which I think would be a good bit of fun because I think everybody is pretty excited that football is back at this point and you know tying a team of the summer card or to the performances on the pitch for the latter part of the season um how it's changed i think would be pretty interesting yeah they might have even anticipated that with the fact that they called it tots sf so far Mm -hmm. uh they probably plan on on doing something like that given the fact that they named it like that so i could definitely see that happening yeah definitely and i think they said that they wouldn't run team of the season again in the notes but they didn't say that they wouldn't do a significant boost for players performing in this period after Mm. the restart and i guess one of the things that they've done for that is the summer showdown which looks like it could be interesting players will be getting a boost based on their team's performance and the way that this will work is basically that there's going to be an SBC for two players who are going to play each other and then whichever one wins gets a plus three boost. I think if it's a draw, both get plus one. It's an interesting mechanic added into the game and should, if they pick the right matchups, make things quite exciting. Right, question for you, Japes. I know you did that Perisic SBC, the Summer Heat one. How was he? I didn't love him uh like i i like him a lot we're in like we're not (laughs) you know like we're not we're not in love like i wanted to i wanted to love him i wanted to love that card unfortunately he just felt like don't get this twisted for the price that he is and what you get like everybody should be doing this card i really liked him out wide i didn't like him in the middle as much as i thought i would um probably that low balance his body type his height just the type of player that I expect at that center forward position because I played the false nine over the weekend. He just like wasn't quite right. But when I used him out wide as a outside mid, then I sort of got like Richarlison-esque vibes at times. So, you know, I think he's certainly worthwhile doing 100 and was he like 25K, something like that, 150K maybe now for the stats that you get a four-star skill, five-star weak foot player like uh, it's a it's a can't miss SBC. What chem style did you put on him actually? I tried him initially with marksman, and that was definitely wrong. I tried him with sniper, and that was a little bit better. He feels best with engine, but you might mm-hmm. say his finishing is like he makes up for it because he's got high default shot power. I think he's ninety seven shot power, so you can get away with a lot um, attacking wise with that. But his finishing is. I think in the like 90 or 91, if I remember correctly. So I felt like I wanted to to boost that, even though, you know, as, as you know, Ben engine is like pretty much the safest chem style to put on a player if you want them to feel good with the ball. Mm, their feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, interesting cards. I think there's definitely an issue this year with players above a certain height, maybe. So <laughs> they just don't feel as good as maybe they would if they were smaller more dribbly and we've we've kind of talked about that yeah before. i was i was hoping when i saw it that it was a byron left mid i was really really hoping that it was a like they'd release like a five star five star kingsley coleman or something mm, like that yeah. or like at least like a five star skill four star weeks foot kingsley coleman because yeah, yeah. i think that card would have been so so fun based on his stats like having them juiced up he would have been a really fun card to use yeah that's a good point i mean fair play to them they've seen the gap on the left wing of the bundesliga and uh, and filled it there and it is a decent remedied card. it and it's a decent yeah. price as well so the Jovic is maybe not quite 
what you would want because he's uh, uh, that's probably harsh he is good in terms of his stats he's a a good hold-up player but if you compare him to Perisic he doesn't actually look quite as good and if Japes is saying what he's saying about Perisic I don't think people are going to have that much more joy um, with him that said we do need to get on to two other players and Dombele is probably expired by the time you're listening to this but if you have been considering him and he fits into your team and you didn't do him you probably should have because he just looks pretty insane I think the only thing I'd say about him is the medium medium work rates maybe aren't exactly what you want as a box-to-box midfielder uh, also three-star weak foot to be fair but apart from that really well-rounded stats are phenomenal and you know again 150k odd I think it was it's a really really good price and overshadowed somewhat only by that objectives Fernand Mendy I mean Sean as objectives go this must be one of the best objective cards we've ever had maybe yeah, I think so. They definitely made it a grind to get him, but <laughs> you can't deny the fact that it may be the best left back in the game, if not definitely top three. We saw how Ferland Mendy's 80-rated card has been one of the most resilient mm. transfer market cards in the game. I've never seen an 80-rated hold its value throughout the course of the game like Ferland Mendy. I got his Futmas card um, when it came out, and I used it pretty much all the way up until team of the season without any problem with it at all. It didn't seem like it got outdated until team of the season, uh, and then I replaced it, and now I could go back to the Furland Mendy. I don't know if I want to play 38 games to mm. get him. It's approximately 38 games to get him. That's a grind, but... It's a 93-rated card with some of the most juice stats I've ever seen for a left back, so I can't yeah. complain about the uh, the fact that they made it a little bit of uh, a tough one to get. It's funny, Jakes, before we started, we were saying that the 87-89 cards are probably the third and second best left back in FIFA 20, <laughs> and then the 93 might actually be the best left back in any foot ever. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. Any foot ever. And I actually think that they did like a fantastic job setting up the objectives for this. Like to Sean's point, like it's it's a grind, but it doesn't to me, it doesn't even feel like a bad grind because and I think more more objectives need to be set up this way because you can get, I believe, to the eight, just the 89 rated Mendy mm -hmm. by just playing rivals, not even winning. Yep. with like some of the squad requirements and that that to me is something that needs to stick around like if you just want people having fun playing rivals trying out new players like this is how you do it right like putting putting a weaker french player in my squad knowing that i'm still working towards the objective win or lose i don't really care mm. and then i'd rather be playing against competitive players in like division 1 and having you know more fun sparring matches than just like waltzing through trying to score objectives in like division eight because I relegated because the objectives were set up where like you have to score a zillion different goals. And so, you know, I think getting to the 93 where you have to get all the goals and assists and stuff is going to be a little bit more of a grind, but, um, and where you have to win by like two goals, like that becomes a different story while like keeping a clean sheet. I think that's, that becomes a major, major pain in the butt. But the way they've set it up to where you can still get an 89 rated version, that is plenty good because I used the 87 this weekend and I, to me, he felt better than 
team of the season, Alfonso Davies. So getting to that 89 by just playing games like win, lose or draw feels good. And I hope they keep doing that. And that is where we leave this preview of the full supporter exclusive week 40 of the Foot Weekly Pod. If you're interested in hearing more, we go into depth about the false nine formation, which has been a bit of a revelation, as well as talking about the fodder market and end game purchase tips and much more. You can get that as well as supporting the pod, keeping it going for just $3 a month over on the Patreon, bit.ly slash more pod, bit.ly slash more pod. For now, though, thanks for listening and a huge thanks to all those supporters who are keeping this podcast going and those icon patrons. Dave B, Alan G, Hunter B, Thomas, Alistair, Martin M, Chris W, Matt L, Anthony R, DJ FIFA Player, David S, Hugh J, Robbie S, Tom B, Paul S, Yannick H, Stephen F, Andrew L M, Nick Jack M, Christopher R, Damon H, Tenacious C, Jonathan P, David H, Harry P, Paul, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Adam W, Pobius, Jeff B, Andrew T, Lee A, Jordan W, Rich T, Roger D, Dan W, Jason B D, Matt H, Alexander H, Kieran M, Dean M, Sam B, Alan M, Savage P, at Pace of a Tortoise, and Sam M G. A huge thanks again for your support and making this podcast possible. I'll catch you on the next one. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.